where I feel like you could turn that into something really special for something like Showman. Because okay. like, that's a trick where it's like, you know, you can make that play huge and, you know, do it with just a, you know, I don't know, get a kid on stage and like, you know, or a teenager lock their phone. But even like probably bigger than that, I just feel like it's an interesting thing. I'm going to think about it now. Like put like a mum's firstborn into like a, like a, Oh, heck Big yes. That, that, that'd be the best. And, like, <clears> then we make it, and then we make it a runaround where, like, the box collapses. But then, like, mm. the sport flies in from the back of the theater carrying the, the baby. baby. appears on a motorcycle from the back of the theater. Well, I was thinking, like, a stork because you know how, like, in, like, kids' movies and stuff. Oh, my God. Like, yes. Like, like, you know, like, how a kid is born is being brought in by the stork. So, like, imagine a stork flies in the kid, and it's like, so if you're like, oh, don't worry, yeah. we got your new one, and then they fly in the baby, and then it's like, OMG, it's the same baby! And then it's like yeah. a tag to their ankle that's been signed, so we know it's the same kid. You know what I love out of all of this is Mika is just learning how babies are made. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> They're guys. They do magic. magic. They are the magic guys. Ah. <sighs> Did you miss us, guys? We've been away for a week, and we're back. And uh, my two co-hosts have changed nationalities from New Zealand. We have Mika Harris and Brendan Dooley. Give them a welcome. You're Howdy, howdy. What is up, gentlemen? Uh, the same old man. Now we're just here with your gorgeous face, so life is good. Yeah. Hey, and for those who don't know Mika other than the name that comes up in the editing, this is him. This is our uh, fancy editor on Instagram making his debut on the on the podcast finally. So now you yeah. have like you're in control because you edit the clips that go up. So yes, you I'll can make you <laughs> you can make yourself look however you want. You know, you could change your face, you could change your hair, give yourself Arnold Schwarzenegger muscles, whatever you want. So <laughs> it's know, pretty exciting. Guy podcast. Oh, yeah, just me, just me. Exactly. Look at my guests, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Now, one thing you guys might be noticing is that this is not live right now, the way you're watching this. And uh, I'll explain really quickly. So, obviously, I have a lot to do with the broadcasting of this. And last week, I had a very special project in Sydney I had to go to, couldn't do the podcast. And uh, it just made it a little bit too tricky for it to still run. So, again, I have. a, a, a tour that I have coming up, we'll talk about in a second, but I have to do some some uh, promo for it, some media for it, and uh, I wasn't going to be here again, but I didn't want to leave you guys hanging, so we've put this together to uh, to so you still have, you know, you can still enjoy a podcast, um, just not live, that's all. But if you listen to this on Spotify, you're used to this anyway, so you're like, I don't even... I don't care. <laughs> so that's good. I, I apologize in advance. He already messaged six people before he messaged me, and I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, do you have yeah, any friends? I was like, do you have yeah, any friends? He's like, like, oh, I'm hanging with Mika tomorrow. Do you want to yeah. run or not? And then Josh was like, oh, if I have to. Yeah. <laughs> it, so it worked out. And Jay, uh, Brennan has this fancy new webcam, and that's what they're broadcasting on right now. And it looks sick. The depth of field... I- for what it is, is um, pretty amazing. I, I, I highly recommend. I think this is a platform where it's good to recommend, you know, all our little gadgets and stuff that we use that are just not in our show. So, yeah, this, this is the this is the screenshot they sent me. It's this little thing just sitting on top of their laptop that is 
creating yeah, this. So that we amount that it's attached to came with it as well, which I thought was nice. So it's just a nice blue self-contained package. So two hundred dollars US. Um, so the website is getlumina.com, G-E-T-L-U-M-I-N-A.com. Um, look at the comparison between that and like the Sony webcam, not webcam, but the Sony camera that everyone's using for virtual shows. Like it's it's crazy. Like for two hundred bucks and the size of it is, so the fact that I can chuck this in my backpack and like you know, but get this. Like, so I'm out of town right now. I'm not at home. The fact I had this in my backpack and I was like, oh yeah, I can chuck this on and we're good to go. So it's crazy. It's a, it's a pretty cool piece of kit to have. And what it means is that you could. Like if you already have a camera used for, for streaming like me, you could get this and now you have a, a high quality like two camera switch. 100%. <clears> so, you know, like, I mean, I feel like I'll be playing a bit more virtual this year. So, it's just, you know, yeah. have that with my close-up camera or whatever. I think it's pretty cool. That's sick. And have you guys seen the, uh, the, the, the rain that's happening in Australia? Like is it on the news for you guys or? No, what's going on? You guys on? don't watch TV. So right now, I'm surprised you can't hear it. It is bucketing down outside. But the thing is, it's been bucketing down for like three days and three nights, like nonstop. So parts of uh, Queensland are flooded. Like, like, the, like my, so my brother, my brother sent me a photo and it's of his area. So uh, in uh, Milton, Milton, uh, Brisbane. And this is a road... And there's a little Holy thing you can cow. see sticking up out of that road is a bus. So the top of a bus is... Uh, oh, what the heck? Yeah, so that's what's going on in uh, Brisbane right now. It is insane. Fortunately, we're... Nice. Yeah, so tons of areas are flooded. Roads are closed. Um, where we are, it's, it's newly built. So it's all... The infrastructure is made to not flood. But like all of the older sort of areas and older roads are just like gone. Luckily, I've no gigs to uh, to get to, so thank God for Yay, that. Yay, COVID! <sighs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm excited to uh, to show everyone this this uh, trailer for this new show I'm touring in. Uh, it's called The Showman. If you're just listening to this, you can find it on uh, our Instagram or watch this part of the clip because it will be timestamped. But uh, let me show you this, and then we'll uh, then we'll chat about it. It's such a bullet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. I just want to point out too the graphics of like the Rubik's cube floating at the end. Great oh, work! It's, it's it's the bounce. Very well done. It's the bounce that makes it. Yeah, Mika, that's what we expect from now on as well. All right, so <laughs> every single episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like right now, I want to be holding a cube and it's floating, and uh, you know what I'm saying. All right. Yeah. So that show, uh, we're starting the tour in April, and unlike other shows I've done. First of all, there'll be a big audience. But second of all, it's a, a family show. So it's going to be all five of us doing our magic, but for uh, a family audience, which uh, Brennan is very versed in. But um, we were just chatting about it a little bit beforehand. Um, for those who are in Brisbane, these are the dates, but I'll read them out uh, as well. So you guys can uh, come along if you're in the area. So 7th of April, we're going to be at the home of the arts at the Gold Coast. That's where I went and saw... Um, Oh my God! What's our Australian comedian's name? Our famous. Oh, what is it? It's um, Carl, isn't it? Carl. Carl Barron. Barron. Thank you. Oh my God! I forgot my own icon. Uh, yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> I just remember you telling me when he, when you went. Yeah, yeah. He's the guy that you know, like 
on an on an airplane, the the flight attendant's like, "Sir, would you care for an orange?" And he's like, "If it needed me." Anyway, so Friday, eighth of April. You just, you the re- just that. I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, can you please never tell someone else's joke again? Like, it's probably better if I hadn't remembered his name. Then, hey. <clears throat> anyway, so the yeah four theaters are they're all like a day after one another. So Home of the Arts at the Gold Coast, then Redland Performing Arts Center. Redcliffe Entertainment Center and the Ipswich Civic Center. Tickets at uh, showman. Oh, sorry, officialshowman.com. Yeah, yeah, boy. Get on it. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Hey, I mean, Brennan, you've been you've been touring the last couple of years. Like, what should I expect? What should I? Uh, any tips? Um, well, the perk is it sounds like you get to sleep in your own bed every <clears> night. That's kind of a good start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if Apollo's is taken, you know what I mean, like. Most and, likely, it'd be in my own. He's, and, he's a good-looking guy. It's true. It's true. Those, like those arms. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think what to expect. Um, every venue is different. Um, play nice to the venue staff because they will look after you, and play nice to your techs. <clears throat> your techs are your friends. Mm. Um, don't be a jerk to your texts. Enough people, and you know, they can make you look shit very quickly. <laughs> um, what about well, like? What I about, feel like it's be touring advice to travel. Hmm. What What about like time prep? You know, like you bump in so early, but is it like the shows we would do where you have all this time, but somehow you end up rushing right till like the last minute? Uh, it would depend on venue to venue. So some venues we were lucky. So whenever we'd do a three-show day, we would always bump in the uh, day before. So our first Smart. show would be at 11. So when we got to do that, especially once we'd done the show for a few days, we would be rolling up like an hour before the show. True. Oh, like when everything's already set up and everything. Correct. So, uh, you know, if we had an 11 o'clock show, we'd be rolling up at 10. Um, gotcha. Then would be some days, you know, there's some days that are pretty brutal. Like we'd be doing a six hour drive and putting up a show and doing a show that same day. Um, and that's when it can get a bit more hectic. So, you know, we might be bumping in at three o'clock and we're doing a show at six. Yeah. So that's where it's a bit more interesting. Um, but gratefully, hopefully you've got a pretty good crew and then, you know, you just kind of learn all your own responsibilities and everything else. And then everything seems to go pretty seamless. Like we never really had mm. any drama. But I feel like there were a couple of days where we were running pretty close, but it just happened. What about like the fact of working with a team? I think, yeah, like, I, mean, I think the big thing for you guys, especially being a new show, um, just get to know the show as much as you can. Um, get to know your responsibilities also to the point that you can be organized early. So especially just for these first couple of shows, so you can help each other out. So it's kind of like, mm. okay, I've got my crap done so-and-so what do you need help with so, yeah yeah true or or you know, like you've got, if, you've, uh, you've got to make it a team effort where it's like yeah and just try and bring the right people on board where it's just you know it's all kind of a seamless operation hell yeah you got anything to say on this mika oh yeah i'm well versed in it <laughs> oh yeah good yeah yeah i mean you've, you've seen your fair share of uh magic shows right i've seen a few yeah yeah what was like what one did you like the least the least, oh god. Well, if I'd seen this guy's show, it probably his, but <laughs> <laughs> great. Okay, great. Now, do the cups and balls for us. 
he's one of those people where it's going to be right now. It's like I'll, I'll take it. I, I have I have rigging rope. I can do that. <laughs> hey, I mean, if you got something for the audio listeners, I mean, they'd love to hear ring on rope. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, nice and audio, nice audio and visuals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go down. You know what was great was I got to hang out with Jace in person finally. I put up a little thing on our Insta story. And uh, I, you know, to be honest, after chatting with him there and seeing where they live and stuff, like I can see now why him and Yuki moved to Sydney. And mm-hmm. like th- the view that they have of their apartment is like ridiculous. It like looks over the Sydney CBD. Crazy. And uh, so they can almost literally like look out their balcony and go, hmm, is there enough traffic, foot traffic to go busk? Yes. Okay, let's go. That is, and, that, that uh, is the idea. I feel like he's got a new contender now for probably like where Joel Fenton lives. Like, yeah, 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 that's it. Um, I feel like a, you know, when you've got that kind of location living, mm. you, that is the best way to be a street performer. Like to live so close to your patch that you can just go out and go, oh, yeah, that's workable. Oh, yeah, that's not. And then go back home again if you need yeah. to. Compared yeah. to like you know everyone else, where it's like, oh, I've got to spend thirty bucks on parking, thirty bucks on parking to find out whether it's going to be a good day or not. Yeah, because Mika, you've been doing some busking. Like, how are you getting out there? Are you driving out there or? Uh, no, well, I live. I don't. I can't look out my window at the pitch, but I live like I don't know, three hundred meters away from the pitch. <clears throat> oh yeah, so you uh, you definitely drive then. <laughs> yeah, 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 in the car park, like yeah, no, that's economical. No, he's got he he got a scooter and he got his cat and he puts on the back of the scooter. It's great. For, for our US, like, for our oh, US okay, listeners, okay. <laughs> what's like three hundred meters in like feet for like our US listeners? So they probably oh, have no idea what that means. Uh, no idea. I'm trying to think <laughs> what a meter is in feet because then I just turn it into subways. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think a meter is like. Four subways, right? Well, sure. Uh, <laughs> so, like twelve hundred feet, maybe. Yeah, let's say times four. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, why, why can't we make them do their own? Why can't we make them do their own research? This is it. We're trying to benefit for their own education. They can That's just true. change their system. system. Exactly. Like, they can actually get on the proper system. That's true. If you really want to know what Mika's going through, just Google it. All right, guys. Basically, but, it's um. Uh, 300 meters is 984 feet. Damn, there you go. Look, I was a little off, but now, you know, I over-delivered and now you've realized it's even closer for Mika. So (laughs) not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Um, Also visiting Jace, his uh, his card collection has grown enormously. And just like his room of magic is just like absurd. Like I mentioned uh, a a thing that I saw and he's like, oh, you mean like this one? I was like, what the actual... Like, how the hell do you just have that? And then uh, I mentioned a deck of cards they had on this thing I was working on. He's like, oh, you mean like this deck? And I was like, <laughs> I'd never heard of it before. By the way, and thank you to Jace. He also gave me uh, some playing cards. He gave me uh, some hollow firsts. I was like, oh, oh sweet. He also gave me... <laughs> oh, nice. Well, look, we can't all be sponsors, okay? Some of us oh. have to have friends that give us to them. It's true. Like he was just catching me up on the haul that he got, and that's crazy. Yeah. I saw your I saw your last vlog of of your giant box, and um, damn, very nice. 
exciting yeah. times. It's a bit ridiculous, really. Yeah. Actually, we haven't talked about like, like, it's, it's you haven't talked like, about this on on this platform before. Hey, whoa. Say I that mean, again. Wrong, but like, <laughs> what did, what did like you say, that. Brennan? I said it's amazing what you can accomplish when you don't have a girlfriend. <clears throat> well, facts, facts. Yeah. <laughs> I feel very attached. Like I saw your Insta story yesterday of you jamming with those guys, and I'm like, yeah, everyone there is single because they have the time to do that. And uh, um, none of them are single, and it's, it's shocking. <laughs> I don't believe. No, I don't believe it. But um, anyway, so then Jace also gave me this deck. So he goes, oh, do you want to see like the worst colored back deck I own, like the one I hate the most, like the design? I'm like, sure. So we jammed with it, and he's like, oh, it's actually handled pretty well but i hate the design and then he's like oh yeah just have a deck so he, he has like an unopened deck of this uh playing cards that he doesn't like and so now i've got them that's not bad that doesn't look that bad are the faces white or black they're not illusionist they're designed by thirdway.it G- giovanni oh, a- maroni they're interesting i'm gonna open them up while we're while we're chatting and we can uh we can see them but but, like um, block, but I'm not sure if I'm talking yeah, about design. <clears throat> I think it's more like that. It's just like a super busy design. Um, yeah. Right. And, well, and the I, third way decks that I have, I don't have them with me, but they're like fully colored. Like the backs and fronts are both like fluorescent purple or like mm. purple, like fluorescent green on it. It's very weird. Mika, are you like no longer allowed to use decks other than first? <laughs> no, haven't been told no such thing. Uh, until someone knocks on the door. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Could you That's imagine right. like the moment he picks up another deck and Ramsey just knocks on his door? Yeah, bro, what are you doing? That, that so I just want to. I just want to. Perhaps Ramsey watches this. I think that'll be some quality content. Like if someone can just so- stalk his sponsors, I'm sure he has the money to make it happen. And then yeah. just next day he just rolls up on their doorstep, going, "What are you doing handling other decks?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be quite yeah. funny. So this is the first thing you see when you open it up. Oh, okay, I'm put off it already. Okay. Knowledge is power. And then, uh, oh, this might not be a timely one to show. Ah, oh, screw it. It says they deserve a cocktail. Jesus. And then... Uh, uh, oh, bless. Okay, yeah. yeah. <coughs> and, and then you get the actual time. deck, yeah. Right. Look at so, these. These so are just so distracting. Yeah, that is... It so, reminds me of a deck of someone that we know that did. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And the back, yeah, the back is just like, again, it's just a little bit distracting and like uh, the red, yeah, the red uh, is cool, uh, but. Uh, uh, sorry, is it Third Way? Is that the company or Third Wave? Third Way, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, Third Way, I'm not a fan. I apologize. Yeah, well, I mean, that was, yeah, that was the premise of me being given these, not, not marked. Okay, cool. But um, I assume there's a chaos deck then, if that's order. You would hope so. Clever thinking. Clever thinking. That's why you've you've got the sponsorship. <laughs> I that's doubt. Clever that. man. No, but tell like tell the viewers like you know because everyone I'm sure made a video to try and get like the sponsorship right. So like, how did you go into it thinking like what was your approach? Were you like I'm just gonna consistently make a ton of content or like how did you structure it it was interesting what they want i i woke up in the morning and i like saw that post it was the weekend and i woke up and i saw that post and 
I don't know, I instantly jumped, like I instantly jumped out of bed and I'm like, all right, I had like four <laughs> ideas running through my head like instantly and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to film all of this. I think I only actually did like one of those ideas and then had other ideas that I used anyway. But I made like a couple of videos in the first two days, in the first two or three days. And then like slowly, you know, a video every three or four days. There was like a whole week that I took just to make one video. Um I don't know. I just kept making things. It was quite fun. It got me into a good like routine for creating and everything. Mm. And uh, actually gave me like a, a goal, I guess, in terms of what to create and that kind of thing. And then I took a break over Christmas because it was holidays. And then I got back into it, made a few more videos. And then I got the sponsorship and I was absolutely blown away because I woke up at 6am, checked Instagram and my whole <laughs> thing was like flooded with likes and followers. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> Bro, you were like, but you like took it to another level because you had like the cars were like spinning on a uh, Lazy Susan and like, yeah, that's the video. Crazy shots going on. Yeah, I'd never done something like that before, and that took me a week to edit. Um, I've actually filmed another video like that, I just haven't had the time to edit it yet, so it'll be up at some point. And you did one that was like, you learned how to 3D render an animation. Yeah, that was that same video. I had to like. I like green screened it all out and like animated it all in 3D so I could control all the axes and it was ridiculous. Right. So guys, here's the inspiration for the week. If you believe in yourself and a single, anything is possible. Yeah. Cheers. And if Thank they you. ever let you pay bills with playing cards, you can make it. <laughs> I'm sure I've got enough cards now to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, how much are first worth now? Like, like are they sold out? Like, I, I haven't followed, but like, surely. He can just go to his landlord and just go, <laughs> here's four of these. This is like a month of rent, I promise. Here's eBay. This is a month of rent. That'd be quite good. Absolutely. Like how much do you think that crate you got given is worth like in merch that and crate in was cards? ridiculous. Considering if you went and bought all the clothes individually, it's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of cards. Um, yeah. uh, dollars worth of like clothes and cards and everything. And then I also got sent like three bricks of other cards. So if I had bought those myself in New Zealand dollars, it would have been like a thousand dollars just for the cards. Like it, it was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, no, it's worth mentioning. It got shipped to him from the US and New Zealand in four days. Yeah. So mm, yeah, wow. Well. It would have been probably a couple hundred bucks in shipping. Yeah, ridiculous. So like Piper Magic, the magic store here in Australia, they're selling hollow playing cards for thirty nine dollars. For one deck. Oy. Come on, Piper. Shipping. Oh, and right next to that, right right next to that ad, you can also buy a 1999 uh, Charizard Pokemon card for just a, a nice $700,000 uh, fee. So, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, damn. I will go and place my bed. Yeah. 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 Right, so, Charizard or a deck of cards. When you see those two comparisons, 39 bucks really doesn't seem like a lot. No. No. I don't think I've ever seen a price tag like that that's six digits. It's not like a car or a house or something. <laughs> it's literally a piece of cardboard, you know? Like, <laughs> But even then, yeah, I can pipe it. Like, he'll have to sell it. Like, you know, just because, again, international shipping is so stupid right now. Like, I, okay, I need to tell you guys this. This is my story for the moment. We were talking beforehand, like, you know, just a little bit about stuff we bought and all that. So I bought a coin set last year for a new piece I'm working on on my show. Um, 
hundreds of dollars and it's um made by jamie schoolcraft who makes like the best coin sets in the world so it's already like a six week wait for this guy so you place your order and it's six weeks before they even ship for four effing coins i paid 90 dollars us in shipping and it should have been here in less than a week they arrived the other day two months dead on the <laughs> two months oh. what overtime yeah, so they they arrived two months exactly after they were sent, and I paid ninety dollars oh. in shipping for like before. a package that's probably like this for, big, for, like for a flat pack envelope. Yeah, literally just put it in the envelope. <laughs> and like, oh my god! To the point we had actually gone through the process of making a claim to say the package was lost, oh. and then all of a sudden it started moving again, and it was like. And the claim got approved and everything, so they were going to make me another set. And I'm kind of annoyed because it was probably mm. only another two or three days, and I, Jamie probably would have finished the new set, and then I could have gotten ah. two. <laughs> Damn. That would have been amazing, but, hey, it happened. So, yeah, shipping sucks right now. Yeah. So did you get them made in New Zealand coins or U.S.? No, they're uh, walking Liberty halves. Because I had, uh, I don't think it was Jamie Schoolcraft. What, what's the other really good uh, coin guy in Todd the Lassen? U.S.? <clears throat> Say it again. Todd Lassen. That sounds, yeah, That maybe that is it. Oh, no, 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 sorry. Roy Cooper is the one I had. Oh, yes. <clears throat> I actually got him to make me a, um, a 20 cent uh, shell. I guess nice. I can save it on here. And... Um, yeah, and he made it, and he was like, "Oh, do you mind sending over like a few normal coins just so I can refill like the ones I'm using to make yours?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." And um, yeah, and he like put his little uh, initials on the inside of the of the shell and stuff, and it was dope. I think it was about sixty dollars Australian, like to buy it, and then the postage I can't remember, but this is like five years ago. That's pretty. That's and, pretty. That's um, pretty good, bro. Like for him to do a custom project like that. Actually, uh, no, it's probably actually no, it's probably more like a hundred hundred bucks. But even yeah, but still, Australian, but even still, like, it's great. An Australian twenty cent coin wouldn't be something he makes often, would it? No, 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 no. That's right. And like the fact that he had them like, too. We should think about that at some point. Where I feel like it would be worth us doing the rounds and going right. I want twenty cent shell. Does anyone else want one? Mm. So then you can send them, you know, twenty of them, and, and you then just bang them all out. Exactly. And yeah. then you're probably and then you're probably getting them for half the price. I don't think I've seen these coins that you were telling me about. You'll have to show me sometime. Yeah, too. They, they literally got here the other day, man. So, um, <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're very, very pretty. I'm like, very happy. Like, gorgeous work. So, now that they're here, I'm a very happy boy. But I, US poet, you can go screw yourselves. Yeah. So, basically, oh, basically when he leaves, he's not going to have them because I'm going to steal them. But don't tell him that. Well, he already told me this the other day, just, and I'm like, but it makes sense, you know. It's not all his fault; it's just Hamilton. Oh, don't bring up Hamilton. So he was born in a place that <laughs> you know, it makes a lot of sense, and it's not his fault. It's just that the world's a tough place right now. Mika, just ask your sugar, sugar daddy Chris for some uh, some coins. In <laughs> Yeah, that's it. See, like, literally, like, I, I'm pretty sure like, these, these half dollars will literally be like Ramsey's watch change. I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah, yeah. He, 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 probably, he, he probably calls Schoolcraft and goes, "Hey, can you make this for me? That's my watch change." Hey, I do have a message from first saying, "If you need anything, just ask." Like, that's true. Just saying. <laughs> Damn. 
Damn. Can you message them saying, how about some money? <laughs> <laughs> like an actual sponsorship? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm not complaining. <clears throat> like nah, heck yeah. Yeah, but that's crazy. That's crazy. I wonder if, like, that gives you an instant um, invite. Like, if you travel to the U.S., you know, to go see the the shop and the the yeah. escape room and stuff. Yeah. Because are yeah. there still only two sponsorships being given out? Yeah, only cares and me at the moment. I think he is doing oh, right. more because they haven't said that it's like ended. Um, I don't know. I just assume Chris was really busy when he was like doing his escape room and everything. So I don't know. Mm. But like <laughs> you, be, you've been, you know, you've been watching the first playing card space, like. Does anyone else come close to what you and Kiers were doing? Yeah, no, I- there's some really, there's some phenomenal like photographers and everything on this that like, they keep like reposting on the story and everything. So for ages, when I saw Kiers got the sponsor, I was then like looking and I had a few ideas of who they might choose next. Didn't expect it to be me, for God's sake. That was ridiculous. But um, yeah, I had a few ideas of who it might be, but they haven't announced any more yet. So I'll see when they do it. It'd be interesting. Mm. So it's, what's ironic is you're the seconds of the first sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Jason I, I reckon. Yeah. We had, this weird, we had this weird moment, Jason and I, and we lost our shit afterwards, where he was using the playing cards and he starts doing this move. And I'm like, bro, are you doing seconds? And he's like... Yeah, why do they not look good? I'm like, bro, you're doing seconds. And then he took a moment to realize what it what was occurring. And it was like the most funniest thing ever. Because it's like, oh, bro, I'm doing seconds with seconds. We've got to make a video about this. But he obviously hasn't. But oh my God. <laughs> well, like, that's something I'd expect Mika to find funny. Hey, well, like, we that's, already, like, that's such a virgin thing called Arthur. We already talked about this like three days ago. So. It's fine. But like the fact that he did it without knowing and then we realized it was, oh, yeah. uh, and then, and then to top it off, I started doing first with the first and that. You're so cool, Josh. Telling so from the top of the deck, the hardest move. <clears throat> hey, it's hard to, to do honestly, you know, <laughs> people to believe you. For it's people true. to believe yeah. what you're doing is actually happening. I know, it was not cool. Like, I remember, like, Jason Ingler talking about the second deal. Like, he's like, you need to learn to be able to deal first properly before you can actually <laughs> yeah. really do the second. So it's it's a very – and, you know, it's a thing you've got to really retrain yourself to do. Yeah, yeah. And so, I – Man, like, you know, it's a milestone. Thank you. You know, after and talking about first, again, like, this project I was a part of, um, I'll mention it when I'm allowed to mention it, but, like, I had to learn – I didn't realize I didn't know how to deal cards like a, like a, a poker dealer. True. They, they actually have a name for it. They call it the pitch, which is when you pitch a card to a player. Um, and there's an actual technique for it so that you don't, you're not using your wrist and when you're older, you get arthritis and stuff. And it's all in the fingers. And I, like, I actually had to learn that, which is hilarious because you, know, you would think we all know how to deal a single playing card. But um, it was essentially, and like you know, we all kind of naturally do it. But like, yeah, I just didn't. I, I, yeah, well, like the the basic thing is that you pinch it with your index and thumb, and then your um, your ring finger. Oh no, your middle finger comes here, and it's your middle finger that does the 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 flicking. 
Right. And that's what sends it off gliding like this. Because I, when I picked up the cards, I was just kind of holding it in the middle, just kind of doing this. Um, but then as soon as I started doing this, I was like, oh, my God. Like, it spins faster and yeah. there's less movement in your hands. And um, I was like, fuck. <laughs> my whole career as a, as a magician, I didn't know how to, like, poke a deal with cards. <laughs> I know. And, you know, YouTube is a beautiful place uh, where you can learn all this stuff. But... Um, that was surprising. There we go. So, you know, there's some knowledge for you guys. A lot Thank of you, you are probably listening to this going, you idiot. How did you not know the pitch? But uh, <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't even know go. the name for it. No, I didn't know the name for it. Mm, yeah, so we're all idiots. That's what we're saying. Uh, I don't, I don't know. What we... that, but... <laughs> no, but I, I think, again, like it, it shows <clears> here, <throat> like when you talk to it, like, you know, our friend Byron, like a um, friend of ours who's, uh, you know, very much more like, you know, very knowledgeable about magic, but, you know, I'd say just as knowledgeable about the gambling world. And, mm. you know, again, like the differences of like, you know, what they do in it, you know, from not from just dealers, but then card cheating of like what we know and what card cheaters actually do. It's so, so different. Yeah. Yeah. I but, mean, we yeah, learned about that when, when Stephen Bridges came on. Even though that's uh, blackjack, it's like a totally different world <clears throat> that he's been dealing with compared to like the magic world. One hundred percent. It's crazy. And, and the magic world, because I feel like we didn't talk about it enough. So mm. what what else is happening with showman? Like, man. So what's your kind of like? I feel because again, it's worth talking about because <clears throat> again, this is a new space for you. What's your goal out of this? Like, what would you like to you know from the end mm. of this, especially this first run? I feel what is your walk away kind of goal what do you hope to ever learn or i feel like because you will have some kind of new skill set out of this what would you like to have from this more money (laughs) (laughs) i can already tell you touring compared to corporate yeah true (laughs) no No, look i can tell you i can tell you already yeah i can already tell you already like i'm more excited to book showman dates than i am like corporate dates like awesome that that's for sure. So like, I'm already, I can already feel how much more fun or, or how much more fulfilling it's going to be sure. having such a big audience. Like I think our first show we're doing has a seating capacity of 1200. Heck so yeah. to have, have people coming to a show that all want to see magic is, uh, yeah. is ridiculous. So yeah, and look for me, so compared to our corporates of people just being there and then, you know, yeah. people is like, right, we're here for the damn show. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a, different mindset so like i won't won't have to like warm them up to enjoying what they're seeing you know like you know the lines we use about you know they don't react and you're like just calm down everyone like all that stuff is uh not needed now but um unless it's really bad but yeah look like first goals are initial goals are like you know be do my part like don't stuff it up you know Mm. um really interested to see how we work as a group dynamic because one thing about all of us characters is we're all talkers. Like we're all quick-witted talking characters when we're on stage, but we can't all be like that in the same show, I feel. Especially if like... 100%. I yeah. feel like, yeah, that variety <clears throat> doesn't need to be created. Absolutely. And I think that is one thing that will mold and evolve as we as we do it more. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so like, there's di- everyone's playing a different part in the show, and for me, uh, it's really playing heavily on my character, 
um, from Australia's Got Talent, which is like the hip hop street magician style, which is the thing that I've always loved doing that I've slowly been building, but now I get a chance to just be that. Um, well, I miss that. Uh, I, I was just doing my um, best impersonation of you. Oh, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, too, too much hair, though. No, I don't want to see that again. Yo, yo, <laughs> Yeah, so... <clears throat> yeah, no, you got it, man. Look, you could be the New Zealand uh, replacement, for sure. Oh, there we but, go. <laughs> yeah, so, man. Okay. So, I'm already consulting for Joel. I'll consult on your stuff as well. That's that's your opening line right there. Perfect. So oh, God. Right, perfect. Maybe I won't do this show. <laughs> so this show, yeah, I get to do a lot more... Um, dance fused magic and uh including like obviously i've been doing a few beatbox clips on on uh, instagram and stuff it's because i'm practicing like i actually have a um i'm actually getting lessons for it and uh which is wild but it's yeah it's like it's like learning card magic all over again like there's so many crazy things you can do with your your voice and like muscles you need to train like in your lips and stuff it's it's crazy like uh like this sound took like over a month of constantly spamming it every day in order to make my, cause what I'm doing is I'm breathing in. But when I first started trying to learn that, when I first started trying to learn it, my lips would just go like, if I use the other side, it'll, it'll go, I just kept doing that like farting noises. And now I can actually go and it's like crazy. And so like that came from like getting lessons. And I was like, hell yeah, I want to see what else I can learn. Thank so like you. already. So, like, quick, patch, quick patch, who's teaching you? Like someone local or overseas or who's? Yeah. So this, this, so this is an online lesson. Um, I first found him on Fiverr. And when I started YouTubing him, I was like, oh, damn, this guy is like, he's ranked like fairly highly in the US. Um, his, right. name is, his name is Kindo. And he has beatbox tutorials on YouTube that anyone can can look out look up. But it's K I N D O, and then beatbox if you're if you're looking him up. But yeah, we've been having Zoom lessons, and uh, and like I'll send him clips, voice clips on Instagram, and then he'll like send back what what I need to fix and stuff like that. And um, it's it's just fun. But like already th- those kind of things, you know, I would never worry about for like corporate and stuff. But like knowing I'm going to be on this bigger stage, I'm like, you know what? If I'm throwing in like these little filler moments of beatboxing, I should probably know. I should probably start learning how to like do some six beats. Um, so stuff like that, yeah. So like developing more of that character is is what I'm really looking forward to doing. Heck and yeah. Uh, yeah, building it out into like a bigger production. Is, I like um, it. Exciting. So yeah, yeah. So hopefully you get to see like <clears throat> the different evolutions of the the shows as we, you know, keep doing it. No, absolutely. Well, that's the thing. It'll, 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 and I think that's the other thing with touring as well. It will change quicker than you think. Mm. Yep. Like, I think you're I right. Like, like almost like per show, do you think? I feel like I learn quicker in theatre than I do in corporate. Like I still learn in corporate, but with corporate, you do learn quickly because you need to be good. Mm. You need to convert these people, whereas theatre, again, that bit more chill but there's just something about it I feel like I learn quicker. Like, you know, so for me when I'm on tour, I'm typically doing 20 to 30 shows depending on the run. And, you know, again, the, the show and the material is just completely different. Which is ridiculous, like, to be able to do 30 shows and, and refine. 
Like when you did the Magic Castle, you did what? Like, was that 30 shows as well? Like in the space of like yeah, a week or something? Yeah, 29 was the final count. Yeah. So, you know, that was <laughs> that's week. ridiculous. Um, it, was, it was mental. Absolutely mental. And that's where it's just, it's that high pressure environment. Imagine doing 30 shows in a week for those listening. Like, like in an environment where people expect to see world-class magic at the Magic Castle, you know? Yeah. So I can tell you there were a lot of disappointed people. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> in the first five shows. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like when I got a standing ovation, it was people walking out. So, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. No, but I was, yeah, like when it's, yeah. <clears throat> I'm grateful those shows were very well received. But yeah, it's just, again, it's, it's that crazy environment, especially, yeah, the weekend, because I was doing seven shows a day on the weekend. And that wow. was just, that was, that, that was insane. That like, was where, insane. where's your head at by like show five of that day? <laughs> Well, it was that the shows weren't overly different, but I was doing like the brunch show and then the evening show. So they were slightly different sets. So there was just that transition point between, you know, kind of the fourth and the fifth show of going, okay, now I'm in this mode. Right, yeah. Was there any and, mental jamming of not remembering like which part you're up to? Because you kind of feel like you've done it all so many times? A little bit more so in terms of actually kind of like setting. Like it wasn't, I remember like there was a one show. I forgot to grab like a piece of foam board for writing down the serial number um, just because I hadn't done it on that last show of the brunch. So it was kind of like just, it was more so those little things. So I'd be like, where's my mm. phone? I didn't even put it out. And like it wasn't a big deal. Like I had them like, you know, literally just behind the curtain. But it was mm. just those little things. I kind of found more the obstacle. Like, once I was kind of in the show, it's like, okay, I'm doing this, this, and this. <clears throat> yeah, we're in the flow. Yeah. You know, what, you know what that reminds me of, too? And I'm sure Mike and Chris wouldn't mind me saying this. So, obviously, Mike and Chris, who are in Showman, you know, we had Chris on the podcast. They had their world touring the Naked Magician show, um, not a family show. And no, I went, I went and saw... <laughs> yeah. So, they'd had such a... Quite a big break during the pandemic. Uh, and I saw, like, one of their first shows back. And they do a, a Russian roulette with a mobile phone, a spectator's mobile phone. And um, Mike like went through the motions of doing the routine. Like he asked the guy to take out his phone, but then I really he, where but, I think it is. Yeah, but but then he he um he put all the numbers on the bags, and then he's like, "All right, go on and, and roll a number." And the guy rolls a number. And he's like, six, All right, cool." And then he's like, "Hang on." we haven't put any phones in these bags. <laughs> like he just completely, he completely skipped like putting all the dummy phones in, then putting the spectators in, then shuffling them up. It was just like, he was just so just, you know, excited to do the show. And he, he just looked at Chris and was like, we haven't put anything in these bags. All right. And like, you know, it's fun. It's funny. And they played it off well, but it, it was just funny to watch. And you're like, <laughs> it's been a minute. That reminds me of, that reminds me of a mate of mine. Um, Crikey, this would have been 10 years ago this year. That's insane. Anyway, a friend of mine, um, magic competition, doing a smash and stab. Uh, you know, all was going well. Oh, boy. He, he didn't mix the bags. <laughs> <laughs> so the person just saw their, their so item go in or the spike or whatever. And, stuff, and then <clears> he <throat> kind of starts smashing and he's like, wait, I haven't mixed the bags. Mmm. I hate the, because then he had to change mindset because he was doing pain game, uh, John Allen. So with that method, he kind of had to make sure he was doing everything around the right bag. 
because otherwise it was, oh, wow, the nail jumped from one bag to the other. So, yeah. Like, I feel like there's always got to be those couple of things where it's just like, yeah. But again, he was just in this mode and it's just like to get through this competition act and it was just like, damn. Mm. Far out. I, I stuffed up a roulette once as well. We watched uh, our friend. Remember when we went through that phase of loving Ken Dine's work? Oh, heck yeah. So, well, and I still do. But like, work, so, yeah. yeah. So he put out um, an e-brochure. I think you shared it with me, Brennan. And um, it was of a roulette, but with a key. It was like a lockbox with a spectator's wedding ring inside, I think. Okay. And only one key will open it up. Sure. So the idea is they put their key in this box, it gets locked, and then every time a key is chosen, it gets put inside the box. So at the end, only one key is left on the outside that has a chance to open it up. Otherwise, you're never getting into it unless you bolt cut this this lock. And um, the method was, I don't think he uses it. I feel like it's not like a crazy... It's like a do-it-yourself kind of thing. Look, if someone's listened to 45 minutes of this, you deserve to know, right? So, <clears throat> so, so basically, like... Um, can, can I do not hold me liable? I am just purely a bystander. Yeah, exactly. So, look, uh, <laughs> look I probably, maybe I shouldn't have said his name first. But, um, okay, I'll, I'll say it this way, right? So, obviously, the, the method is that the lock that is first being tested with all the keys is not the right lock, okay? And then you learn to do a switch to bring in the real lock when you then start the actual game. But I, being the first time I want to try it, um, am an idiot. So in the show is the first time I'm trying to do this routine in its entirety. And I do a bad switch to where the whole audience, unbeknownst to me, knows I've just switched the lock. And... I am going 120% selling this effect of, because it was a Valentine's Day show. And I was like, I'm really selling this effect. And like, it's, you know, you might never get it back, all these jokes and stuff. And then it unlocks and, um, and they get the ring back and they're all very, very polite. But then like anyone I talked to afterwards was like, oh yeah, that switching the lock one was like kind of fun. But like we, you know, we knew how it worked and whatever. And I was just like, oh, God. Oh, you are. Oh, you're so, I'm so glad. It was like, my, this is my variation on paper balls <clears> over <throat> the head. Um, I'm, so, I'm glad you saw that moment. That was exactly what was supposed to happen. Oh, the switch wasn't obvious enough. Okay, so I'll make it <laughs> next time. Oh, mate. I was like, because in theory, it could be a fun effect. But yeah, that's just, you know. <sighs> yeah, never again. Fun. Never again did I touch that, that routine, by the way. Well, like, I feel like it's just. Don't be so shit. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. Or maybe I shouldn't learn a sleight of hand trick from a mentalist. I don't know. But either way, mm. it just uh, didn't work out the way I hey, planned. It's not his fault. It was a PDF, man. <clears throat> like, also, I, I, I'd expect more from you. Uh, well, now I do more, you know. But back then, um, it's, it's an interesting I gave it a try. I could actually see you kind of doing something with this, like, to be honest, like... I think you should play around with that. I think like even something like for showmen or something, because it's one of those things, like something, this is another recommendation. I just got Meek on this. You guys need to talk. Um, this is something that needs to be, and I've talked to you about this, but I know you haven't subscribed yet. Rory Adams One Ahead Club is the best money I spend in magic right now. I, mm. it is, 
Rory's perspective on things, like I spend, I don't spend a lot on magic these days, but like with that, like it's very consumable content and it's brilliant content and it's things we don't think about. But something that he got me to think about, um, he wrote a piece on kind of like the idea of scaling up magic and how to make a trip play bigger. Like just literally anything. So, you know, whether it's live or TV, just ways to make a trip play bigger. And I think a trick like that is the perfect example where I feel like you could turn that into something really special for something like Showman. Because like, okay. that trick where it's like, you know, you can make that play huge and, you know, do it with just a, you know, I don't know, get a kid on stage and like, you know, or a teenager will lock their phone. But even like probably bigger than that, I just feel like it's an interesting thing. I'm going to think about it now. Actually, mm. now that I feel like it's like, a like put like a mum's firstborn into like a, like a, Oh, heck yes. that, that'd be the best. And, like, <clears> then we make it, and then we make it a run around where like the box collapses, but then like mm. the flies in from the back of the theater carrying the, the baby, baby appears on a motorcycle from the back of the theater. Well, I was thinking like a stalk because you know how like in like kids' movies and stuff. Oh my god! Like, yes, the idea of, like you know, like how a kid is born is being brought in by the stork. So like imagine a stork flies in the kid, and it's like so if you're like, oh, don't worry, yeah. we got you one, and then they're <laughs> flying the baby, and then it's like, OMG, it's the same baby, and then it's like yeah. a tag to their ankle that's been signed, so we know it's the same kid. You know what I love out of all of this is Mika is just learning how babies are made. Uh, <laughs> and we just found the real and if, <clears throat> and if anyone steals that idea i will track you down i will track you down because that is a freaking brilliant idea that is and pretty that, brilliant man that will be on a tv or stage show right, in the good next luck five years. Stalk, but okay. oh yeah well, hey, mm. animatronics man we're on <laughs> so so now the real question is do you actually do a runaround or do you just have a, a stooge twin baby set that comes to every show? Um, a baby we could easily smuggle out. Right, 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 right. So we're not just finding twins and saying, hey, can you bring no, I think, I think two we babies? The baby. <clears throat> well, the twin babies would be pretty identical. So yeah. Hmm. I mean, mo- I, th- I feel like most by the time you put like a nappy and like maybe a hat on a baby or a onesie, like you know, they're all gonna almost be baby pretty similar. Right? No, I just thought, and now I just thought of the baby gag. Like, I mean, again, like without bringing race, <laughs> like, as long as it's the same nationality, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh, okay. What about this then? Like, you have a celebrity you paid to fly in. You do the baby gag effect, but in real life, and you go like, "Here's Tom Cruise when he was two, and you show a two-year-old." But like with the aviator glasses on. And then you're like, just kidding. And then boom, it's really Tom Cruise. That'd be pretty great. Yeah. A few things to work out, obviously, for that. But, you know, damn, just that, a couple of small, just a, small details. A budget yeah. for Tom like, <laughs> And like, oh, right. I was thinking more like, how do you find baby aviators? But yeah, that also could be an issue. Right. That, that is the other obstacle. But you know what? Tom Cruise, like, I feel like, you know, just give him a few decks of thirst and he'd be happy. <laughs> So, mm. yeah, yeah. Isn't there a but, such thing as an aviator deck? Yes. Yes. Just want to check. There's nothing to do with this story, obviously, but. A plus content. So proud. Yeah, exactly. I think you could be onto something there. Okay. Back up. Fuck. Scaling back from the baby thing. Like with, in regards to a roulette of there's something in the box you get if you get the right key. I guess it's working out what that thing is, right? Like, is it something of theirs or is it like a prize they get? Or is it For sure. like, or is it like, 
Delgadio style where it's actually something crazy, where it's something they own, but they didn't bring with them. Yeah. Well, that would be crazy. I feel like with all these kinds of effects, the key thing Mm. is make it something that they care about. Mm. Fortnite. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Spot on. Here's a a Fortnite credit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Exactly. Extension pack. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. 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 I like where this is going. I'd love to hear your thoughts in in the comments too, by the way. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. We we talked about this on the podcast, um, I think last week with Jason about how like, because he just got an FPOS machine and I was Mm. like like, for his busking. And I was like, what if we do a a roulette where someone's credit card goes into an envelope and they all get mixed up and and whatever. And by the end, they tap one of them onto the FPOS. But it's like, lined up to debit like a thousand dollars that's i I quite like that (laughs) but then he he kind of said like people on the street aren't very trustworthy and i was like well maybe it could be a more of a stage thing yeah Yeah. stage i think you can get away with that kind of stuff it's an interesting thing i remember talking to someone about this um particularly with like pickpocketing it's that whole stigma thing because even like because um well you know i Typically, I steal a watch at least once every show. Mm. Um, even close up at a gig, I'm pretty careful of like whether it's appropriate to steal a watch or not. Because I think it all comes down to credibility. On mm. the street, you don't have the same credibility that you do on stage. Like yeah. I would personally yeah. never steal a watch on the street just because it genuinely someone will think it's stiff. Yeah, that's whereas, right. Whereas on stage, it's you know, if someone sees it, they know it's whatever. But even close up, it's just that weird thing where it's kind of like, has he been paid to be here? Like, um, and you know, if it's more the interview set, but if you did it quite early on, I feel it's just that thing. You don't have that credibility. Yeah. And I'd say it's the same kind of thing. Whereas on stage, if you do that, you know, fourth routine into your show, then it's a different story. Might also be like, if he's stolen my watch, what else has he stolen from me the rest of the night? And then like... one One hundred percent their watch i can get their wallet yeah and your dignity absolutely (laughs) do you think there's something in the 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 watch this gimmick where on stage you could like have a card transpo with a watch so like the card that they chosen whatever from the stage is now in like their pocket and you now have their watch well an idea i had for that kind of in that vein was actually virtually kind of being like you know oh this is how i pickpocket virtually and then my Ooh. idea was to client, like stooge it with the client and then have them unmute themselves and <coughs> go, what the fuck? <laughs> and then kind of like have them react like I stole their watch kind of thing. So I, I've never done it, but, you hmm. know, something like that I've kind of thought, because um, it's a cool moment and I feel like yeah. there would be that kind of power. So, yeah, I feel like it would be hard to rig with a spectator's watch, <clears throat> kind of moment of like let's say you had really stolen their wallet so then you could go like look you know watch watch boom watch is that your watch no and then i do the joke of like oh no that's mine and then go oh but i did get your wallet and then yeah that kind of moment i feel because i i feel like it'd be hard to rig with a spectator's watch um okay two well two points on that one is from the stage, they can't really tell if it's their watch or not. So, like, by the time, like, them realizing theirs is gone, I think, is enough to sell it. So, like, you just, you know, as they're coming up, you 
get their real watch and view. Or the other idea is, what if you do card under watch and you use that joke you just said, look, the card's gone. Is that your watch? No. Oh, that's mine. But the card is gone. And I think it does have something to do with your watch. And then, and then they see. That could be fun. It's loaded under. Yeah. That could be cool. I like it. I'm just trying so to think of other I'm uses then. I half a show out of this call. <laughs> I think so too. I think you've and just seen like, like Showman 2.0 already. Like and stuff. There is like half a show in this call. Yeah, if they steal your stalk idea, I mean, it's fully fixed. Oh, like. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be on the lookout for that. If we see that on like AGT, we're going to be pissed. Legit, like I'm gonna keep uh, that. I'm going to sell that to someone one day. Like David Blaine, Dynamo, get at me. It'll be um, like the new Orange Tree effect. That's what it'll be. Yeah. Oh, legit. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah, gonna, you just put a you, you put a baby into a devil's hank. You put the baby into into the devil's hank, and it's gone. <laughs> I like where this is going. This is yeah. um creative stuff and like so for people watching you know this is very much like how we would talk about shows in general we'd be like what's the thing you're working on or imagine if you did it this way or like something we've seen like the the gimmick i'm mentioning we're like oh but maybe there is a way to use it other than just on uh social media and it's uh this kind of brainstorming that is what creates new magic oh 100 like it's that whole thing like again like you know we've got our weed tribe of people and like this, these are our conversations. And it's like, once you find your people, like th- these are the conversations that need to be had. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Bad ideas and we might get a real one out of it all. And we- Mega's got through a thousand today and we still haven't hit one. So, you know, there, there are good days and bad days, but it happens. I'm never coming on here again. All right, no more edits. <laughs> anyway, just a reference. Like, the, the reason we're doing this today, so, um, you know, so Josh messaged me yesterday, like, hey, you want to have a chat? And I was like, oh, I'm actually meeting up with Megan. So this is it, Megan and I's actually first time meeting. Yeah. So, you know, so he's never going to catch up oh, with me damn. Yeah. I don't want to see this guy again now. So, <clears throat> I'm a really lovely person. So, guys, whenever you, whenever, whenever you come to New Zealand, um, don't reach out to me because I'm a jerk. So, <laughs> generally, um, if anyone's in New Zealand, just call me because I need friends. So, I would love to hang out. Yeah. Yeah. And and a thing you'll learn about Brendan is uh, his glasses are fake. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious because he actually took them off before we started. He's like, well, I better get into character. Yeah, yeah. Put uh, the brand, okay? It's, it's consistency. No idea. I'm, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> no, like, this is the second call out. <laughs> but look, only people have listened to it this far are going to learn. So, like, you know, maybe sure. three people now know no, your secret. It's, it's important. That, that, could be, that could be another podcast episode. We can mm. talk about why glasses off monologue because i do take them off during my show so mm. whole extra theory lesson i mean i think what's really interesting is <laughs> what you've told me is why you started wearing glasses on stage like back when you were pretty young performing for ad- adults right it was like to be perceived as older well yeah kind of yeah so basically how it started was when i was what crap 14 i suppose it was when LMFAO was a thing, like the song Party Rock and <laughs> stuff. So I was hustling kid shows. That was my thing. So I was doing two or three of them every weekend. And 
Uh, yeah, part of my, I've talked about this before, part of my success is I always looked older than I was, but I didn't want people recognizing me. So I started doing the frames, and then as I transitioned into the corporate world, I switched to real glasses, but these are just, I literally went to Specsavers and was like, cool, I'll grab these frames, put straight glass on them. So, so for those of you that wear glasses, shame I'm not one of you. <laughs> There's still time, you know. Yeah. I'm sure after doing another thousand flash paper productions, I'll, I'll need them as well. Oh, it's true. Yeah, absolutely. You know, these days, I actually now make a point to not look direct, because you always want to look right at it. So I actually make a point to look just next to the flash paper now when I, when I produce a coin, because it's just every time I do it to myself and like the audience is blinded, right? But I also am blinded and have this sort of black circle for like five seconds. Mm, and I'm like... Yeah you know what? That probably isn't good. So now I, I look away <laughs> or I look at the audience and watch them react to it. Josh is just going to destroy his peripheral vision now. Yeah, see, there we go. These, these are the pro tips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, don't light a banquet table on fire with your flash paper. That's another pro tip that I yeah. learned after a gig. But, um, you know, we learn one way or the other. Oh, and it's, but I can tell you, it's very entertaining <clears throat> for the story after. No doubt. That, that's what we come away with is the stories. Like, I can't wait to, to hear what kind of stories come out of uh, the Showman Tour because I'm sure there'll oh, be many. 100%. I'm sure there will be several. Yeah, yeah. Like, so look, I, look, I look forward to hearing about the back foot that went wrong or, <laughs> uh, um, you know, the Rubik's Cube that was turned once too much. Or you you um, dropped the Rubik's Cube on stage and absolutely <laughs> smacked everywhere. You, you know, I... Yeah. Have you ever had that happen? I've never had it happen in my live show, but I've had it happen in my virtual show. I've only, so when I last did, because right now I'm doing uh, stints at the uh, Cairns Reef Hotel Casino and my buddy Mike Tyler is there right now and I'm kind of doing like every second weekend and I'm working on my cube stuff to get more fluent. And um, yeah, like I was shuffling it and I think just one of the things popped out, one of the colors. Mm. But that's like, that was it. It wasn't, yeah, I didn't drop it and create M&Ms on the floor or anything. But what do you do? Hey, like even when I did Australia's Got Talent um, and I did the cube bit, they didn't want me to have an extra cube on me because it was like making my back pocket look pretty bulky. But if you watch it, you'll see a massive cube in my, in my jeans back pocket because uh, I just didn't want to have the risk of one, like forgetting a part of the routine and then just like, being spotlighted like oh my god um and i think the key your, is just that right call. like it's one of those mm. things yeah in those situations you need that back like i'm grateful for me like in the virtual show i had a spare cube good mm. to go but in my live show i don't i i have a spare cube but it's not accessible mm. yeah so it'd be that little bit of extra work to get there but it's yeah it's interesting yeah. So what I do is I put two in my in my uh, little box on stage, but the one that I don't use, that's like my backup. I just twist it like this, so now nice. I can see pretty quickly that um, okay, this is the one I'm using, nice. and just in case, because like one is a little older and a bit clunkier, so I um, yeah. But I'm literally ordering like six cubes from Piper just so I've got backups and. I think what I want to do is, because um, in this show, the show, that sequence ends by the spectator solving the, their cube behind their back. You guys yeah. know what I'm talking about. 
And um, I've done that in a show before. And at the end, like the the people of the friend who did that came up and asked like if they could see the cube because they wanted to know if there was like a button that was pushed <laughs> when it was behind their back. And I think I want to give out the cube. Like I think I want them to solve it and then keep it. I think um, that'll be it's it's a nice ending moment. I really like that, especially again in this theater environment. It's a nice memento um, for a stage. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like dude, just message Henry Harris and be like, I want twenty of them. Like get, <laughs> get a box there. Um Yeah, true. I mean, even from Piper, they're only like seventeen dollars each, which I know might sound like a bit, but like when you're performing to a massive audience like that, like that's more than worth it to 100 percent Well, to, I can already tell you like okay, if the show continues, we can get them cheaper than that. But mm. it's yeah, like I mean, I think it's nice, and it's just, it's just that nice ending sequence because you get to go boom, mm. run it. They're still holding it. You're not taking it back off them, yeah. and then you go f off. Yeah. So and by you know you giving them the cube that um, cancels out you saying f off. So <laughs> that's right. It, yeah, all, that's right. it all balances out really nicely. But no, like it's, it's just a nice ending visual. <laughs> so I I support that idea greatly. Thank you, thank you. Came up with it by myself. And now it's been the stamp of approval from New Zealand. Yep. Appreciate it. So look, uh, look. I think that pretty much wraps up our podcast, which is uh, which is awesome that we ha- we had so much to talk about in such a little time. But um, anything you guys want to add in for the viewers, Mika? Any any requests for future podcasts for uh, in in terms of editing? Anything we're doing wrong or that's annoying? Um, make sure there's actually an episode I can edit. <laughs> oh! 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 <clears throat> Bro, that was deep. Uh, there, there are some conversations that are coming up, so it's going to be great. That's awesome. That's awesome. My popcorn will be ready. Yeah. But yeah, you guys just stay on standby every week just in case. And we have to pre record them again. And oh, okay. um, the COVID, all my shows are cancelled again, so we're good. I'll be. Ah, uh, yeah. God damn it. Um, Brendan and Mika's uh, deets will, details will be in the description below and thank you again for watching the magic guys and we'll see you guys next time thanks for listening it's time for us to disappear now disappear now but we'll see you again on the next episode of the magic guys magic guys